Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and that wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. Our web addresses, Clark.com is our main website. You like deals? Check out ClarkDeals.com. Coming up in just a few minutes, I got a new warning for you in today's Clark Rageous Moment. The latest hot scam ripping people off. And coming up yet later, the timeshare business is up to its old tricks. You got to know, I'm going to tell you what you need to look out for, and I got to tell you why I consider timeshares to be a defective product. So, speaking of defective products, a lot of times, I'm not sure if it's the product that's defective or us, we decide we're going to paint our living room, or we're going to paint a bedroom in our house, or we're going to paint a family room or whatever. And we decide we're not going to hire a painter. We're just going to do this ourselves because most of the cost of painting is labor. So you go to wherever, the paint store, the hardware store, the big box store, and you get those little paint samples, and you hold them up against the wall, and you decide this is the color we're going to paint. <laughs> and then what happens? Well, you think, that's the one? You go buy that paint, you start painting it, and you realize that color may have looked fine on that little teeny postage stamp sample thing you looked at, but it looks awful once it's painted on the wall. And if it's a strong enough color, you then have to paint a new primer coat over it and then start over. Who's been in that movie before? So let me tell you how we handle that. We have several little sample cans mixed, and the room we're going to paint, we paint big swaths of it, and we did it. Uh, my wife and I painted our uh, daughter's room before, two years before she went off to college. We recently painted our son's room, and we did those ourselves. I'm not sure we did the greatest job, but we did those ourselves. So in this, this I owe to my wife. She goes and she buys the three colors, and she did three colors in each room. The three colors she thought she wanted to do that were the samples that she liked, and we painted the three on the wall, and then let them dry, and then the next day we're able to see which one was actually the best. Now, there is a new service where you can order paint online, and they will send you a big uh, strip of it so you can actually tape it up to the wall, step back, and see how it actually looks. And Joel, how many will they send you? Yeah, that's a good question. I think they charge a couple bucks for each one, so they're not free samples. Yeah, but we're not doing free either. We're that's, buying that's those little cans. That's a good point, yeah. So uh, I think they'll send you as many as you want for two bucks a piece. And what's the name of the service? Claire, C-L-A-R-E. There are a few different kind of newfangled uh, uh, companies that will ship paint to your door. They'll ship the swatch, and then based on that, whichever one you decide works best for your room, they'll you can buy paint online now too, which is incredible. Yeah. 
Oh, buy and paint online. It seems like the shipping would be expensive. That no? seems like that would be uh, a lot of money. I bet that would be more expensive than just lugging paint home yourself. So you or you're like us. You do some of this painting yourself. Yeah. So I just recently bought paint and uh, I realized after checking Consumer Reports, I hadn't checked Consumer Reports for paint for some reason. And, uh, and they've got paint ratings uh, and the second highest rated paint on their list is only 28 bucks a gallon. So yeah, that's what I went with and it worked excellently in a recent interior painting job I did. All right. So I'm looking at the Consumer Reports thing. There are some paints they absolutely hate. I mean, some of these scores for paint put them below how they rate cable companies. you got to really be putting out a bad can of paint to do lower in a rating than cable companies get. And then others, absolutely great. So their three favorites, uh, win, place, and show, isn't that how they say it in horse racing? Yep. All from a company called Bear, B-H-R. And you did one of the Bears? Yeah, so I did the... Did no- you do that based on reading Consumer Reports? You just back into picking one Consumer Reports I loves? did it based on the ratings, and it worked out well for me. So they rate this one, Bear Premium Plus, that they sell. Is it a Home Depot exclusive? It is, yeah. 28 bucks retail a can, and it wins on every category that they rate a paint. And so... Uh, that that's not the only paints they like, but the one of the bears they liked is like three times that price. Yeah, and it's funny actually. The cheapest bear, the the premium plus, is is rated better than the premium plus ultra, which costs more money. So that saved me extra money just right there. You're smiling because you're so cheap. How much how much painting will you do? Because see, if we have a big job in our house. We hire a painter. Yeah, so it depends on how much time I have on my hands. And if I've got a little bit extra time, I'm willing to do the painting. And I I think at least in the beginning, as someone who wants to be a landlord, you have to be willing to try it. But I end up uh, hiring more of it out than I used to, that's for sure. Oh, see, now that you got five doors, the affluence is creeping in on you, Joel. I remember when you bought your first rental property, you did everything yourself, including... Going and buying toilets and learning how to do basic plumbing and putting in new plumbing fixtures and all that. And now you just pick up the phone and call people. Well, once I, once Affluenza my, <laughs> creeping my, in. Once my kids get older, I'm going to bring them on the job with me. So then we can do it together. Child labor. <laughs> Todd's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Todd. Hey, Clark. How are you doing? Great. Thank you. So you have a super athlete in your household. Tell me about that. Yeah, my daughter is uh, 16 years old. She has made it on to the U.S. freestyle kayak team as the whitewater kayak team as a junior woman um, athlete. And this is her second time on the team. She got to go there a couple years ago and compete in Argentina. And this summer, she's going to go compete in Sort Spain. So wait, wait. Your daughter is the best in her sport, at her age, in the United States, or one of the very, very, very best. Because uh, how many yeah. kids at her age make the team? They So they divide into groups, uh, senior women, junior women, senior men, and junior men. And then the junior women, 
they took three three women or three junior women to go, and she was. She you got to be so proud of her. Oh, it's awesome! It's great. Love it. Now, did she pick up this sport because it's uh, you're a kayaker, or how did she end up doing whitewater kayaking? She picked it up through me. I, I paddled, and then she started paddling with me, and I put her on her first on the on the whitewater. They have a thing called a hole or a wave, and it's a feature. And you go to that feature, and you stay right there, and you do tricks in that feature. So you do somersaults in the air, which we call loop, and all sorts of different tricks. And she took to it like bees to honey, and uh, she's far surpassed me with the clay boating side of it. That's for sure. Well, that is really neat. So d- does the um, Federation or whatever pay for her travel to Argentina and to Europe, or do you have to pay for uh, it? No, we, we come out of it full pocket. Um, it's, it's part of the deal. Uh, it's just it's it's honor to compete for the U.S. and so you just have to make those sacrifices. So we'll come out of pocket for the for the trip to sort Spain, and that's that gets to the heart of the question: is you know you get you have pricing all over the place, and it's looking right around fourteen to fifteen hundred dollars for a direct flight, twelve hundred for a one stopover somewhere, and you know we're sitting here scratching our heads. You know, when is the right time to purchase for a trip that's in the latter part of June through the first week of July? Uh, You're really coming up on the key moment, but it's where you depart from that is the key to saving money to Europe. Okay. And so where in what's the closest big airport in Spain to where she's going? Barcelona. Barcelona. All right. Barcelona. Oh. You, so you pick the most popular spot in Spain in the summer, but the, the thing with Barcelona and Madrid, you can very easily get from Madrid to Barcelona. So if you found a much cheaper fare to Madrid with the high-speed train, you're there like so fast, it's like a blink. Okay. But the other thing is that for fares to Barcelona, uh, you're going to find that the prices are much more competitive for you if you look out of uh, always New York as the first place you check fares, and then okay. I'd also check Washington, Boston, and Chicago. Now, the reason I always talk about doing this, and I'd like for you to go to like google.com slash flights okay. and look at the fares from those cities versus wherever you live, because... There are certain places in the country that have become very competitive for fares to Europe, while at the same time, other places in the country have remained pretty expensive. And and I noticed that if we went to a a more southern airport, um, that when we went to Argentina, we got a better flight. Out of Miami or Orlando? Yeah. Yeah. Out of Miami, we would get a flight. Our flight to Argentina was much more reduced, and I did find that if I flew out of Miami for this, that we were very, getting a better rate. And if you flew, came back on a weekday as opposed to a Sunday, if you came back on a Wednesday and not on a Sunday. Yeah, so you'll see all those patterns. You'll see all those patterns, Todd, if you look at google.com slash flights. So if, okay. you, if you treat it like a puzzle and you put in different departure points to Barcelona – from the United States. And, you know, since it's so cheap to fly to different places in the United States now, 
you know, you're still going to save a fortune even when you add in the cost from your home city to one of the departure points. With Google Flights, when you find that, that fare that really looks like the right one, then look at the calendar and they'll show you the price day by day. Oh, nice. So it really is great. And you should be able to cut the cost of the fare from the U.S. to Spain, half of what you're seeing from your home departure point, and then you have to add in the cost of getting to that other departure point. And give yourself plenty of time for the flight over. So you don't plan to fly to that departure city. Let's say it's New York's JFK. Don't plan to get to New York just a couple hours before, even go the night before, just to be sure you're not going to miss that flight over the water. Today's Clark Rageous moment is about the dangers of spoofing. Do you know what spoofing is? Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Rageous moment. So spoofing is an ability that criminals have now to make caller ID on your cell phone say anything. And that has been at the heart of the IRS scams and the Social Security scams, where in your caller ID, it will say that you have a call coming from the IRS, and it will show a number that is an actual real IRS number, or Social Security, same thing. And so you're thinking, wow, a call from the IRS, I probably need to answer that. Well, let me... Let me give you the facts. The call's not coming from the IRS. The call's coming from a crook. It's almost never, unless you're actively engaged in an ongoing conversation with the IRS, they're not calling you, no matter what the crook says on the phone. Well, now, speaking of crooks, the latest scam that you need to be aware of with spoofing is where the call appears to be coming from law enforcement. Could be the FBI. Could be a local sheriff's department. Could be a local police department. And you're like, oh, why is the sheriff calling my number? And they know what sheriff number and caller ID to pop up for the area code that your phone is at and they're calling. And so you're thinking, wow, I better answer this. What, what could be going on? Could somebody have been in a wreck? What's the deal? And you answer, and then someone impersonating the police, a sheriff, a DA, whatever, will tell you a big fat lie that a warrant has been issued for your arrest. Now, let me tell you, that's an attention getter when somebody says a warrant has been issued for your arrest. And there are many reasons why legitimately, even if you're a law-abiding citizen, case of mistaken identity, a criminal giving false ideas if they're you, there are legitimate ways that someone who is not committing a crime ends up coming into the crosshairs of law enforcement. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about where the crooks call you pretending they're from the police, the sheriff, the DA, the FBI, whatever, and that you're in trouble, you're about to be arrested, and you can pay the fine you owe right now. 
Now, all kinds of alerts should be coming up in your head right when that happens. Like, think of this, if you ever get that call. Red alert, red alert. That's your money blowing to smithereens. Be polite, but be clear. You're not paying anybody over the phone. And then hang up from them, call the local sheriff, DA, police department, whatever, and you'll find out it's just a scam and that the other guy should be who's in trouble with the law. I'm heartbroken. Timeshares are apparently roaring back. You're listening to the Clark Howard Show where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less and not get ripped off. We're going to talk about that in a second. By the way, if you have a question for me, go to clark.com slash ask. I hate timeshares. I hate them. I don't care how much you love your week of timeshare you bought. I don't care how much you love the place you go to. I don't care if you have three timeshares and they're all working out for you. Timeshares are a defective product because you're taking one piece of real estate and selling it and having the administrative and sales costs for it 50 or 51 times. has to be sold for every one of those weeks. Now, Now, let me tell you, What happens is the commissions, the promotion, the advertising, all that is what you're paying for. The intrinsic value is virtually zero. That's why when you look at people trying to unload a timeshare, they are willing to pay you to take their timeshare. They're willing to give you their timeshare. That makes them defective. But what infuriates me are the crooks. The Arizona Republic did a phenomenal job writing up how people get ripped off in timeshares and wrote a profile about a 90-year-old couple that got hoodwinked by a crummy timeshare crook that the timeshare development sold a 90-year-old couple a $150,000 timeshare with $19,000 in annual fees. The couple has used timeshares in their younger days and thought that they had canceled as required once they realized they shouldn't have bought this $150,000 timeshare. But now... They're being harassed by collectors and all the rest. The timeshare salesperson would not let them keep the documents they signed, did not mention any of the fees, and they canceled as required, but now are still being hassled by the timeshare operator. Now, they then compounded things when they were still getting hassled by the timeshare developer, even though canceled by certified mail as required in the time period. Desperate, they then went to one of those companies that advertises all over the place, heavily on radio, I should mention as well, and say, they're going to get you out of your timeshare. You just got to pay them money to get you out. So then they pay them 10 grand to get them out of the $150,000 timeshare. 
which they don't do, and then they can't get their money back from them either. Now, this may sound like an extreme case to you, but, and I want to congratulate the author, Rebecca Sanders at the Arizona Republic, who dug so deeply and wrote such a thorough guide to all the ways a timeshare sales promotion group will rip you off, will cheat you, will steal your money. Not the words Rebecca used, because she's a journalist and wrote very carefully all the warnings. But I want you to think about this. Buying something that they refer to as investment. What is an investment that has a value of zero, but you pay real money for, and you're obligated to pay them in perpetuity, meaning forever, for whatever fees they decide you have to pay them each year. And you can't just walk away. Timeshares are a plague on your prosperity. I don't care what promises they make. I don't care what the salesperson tells you. They will lie through their teeth. And the law is clear. It doesn't matter how much that timeshare salesperson lies to you. He or she can tell you every last lie they want to. The only thing the courts care about is what did you sign your name to? And in many states, the timeshare selling law will require there be a disclosure there that says you cannot rely on any verbal promises or assurances made to you. That the only thing that matters is what you signed your name to. We got a solicitation just this past weekend, I guess it was. It was from a very prominent company offering us a chance for a five-day, four-night trip at a luxurious resort for a cost that was teensy-tiny, and all we had to do was attend a two-hour presentation on timeshares. And I have not thrown it away because I want to go hear the pitch. I've done this for TV before. I've done Undercover, where I've gone to timeshare presentations. And I have never seen a timeshare presentation that I felt was honest and above board. I should go do this one because of the major name attached to it. But please, take this to heart. Know that these people have no conscience and will destroy your finances, and they will not care. If you ever want a timeshare, pick one up for free, or have someone pay you to take over theirs. Think about that. If somebody has something they want to get rid of so badly, they'll pay you thousands of dollars just to take it from them? What does that tell you the real value of that thing is? Less than nothing. Jesse joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Clark. Uh, great show as always. Thank you, Jesse. Clark, I've got a quick question for you. I've got a, a Roth at the uh, Naval Credit Union. Thank you for uh, your service. How many Navy years did you have? 
Well, I'm, I've never been in the, uh, in the Navy. I worked for the Department of the Navy, but I am a, a former Marine. So um, I've had three years in the Marine Corps, and I worked for the Navy for 34 years, and I'm retired now. Well, thank you for all your service to our country and your bravery as a Marine. Well, you're welcome. Clark, I've got a I've got a Roth um, right now, in, sitting in the uh, credit union, and um, I, I don't even know if I should be in, in 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 a Roth right now. But I'm 67 years old, retired, and I'd like to shift that Roth into some kind of a, um, for example, a, a Vanguard account or something like that. But I'm having problems uh, navigating through that process, and I I don't know which way to go. Okay, so are you going to need the money at any point in your life? I don't think I'll be needing it anytime soon. I mean, I've, I've, I have an annuity and um, I have a thrift savings plan, which I can't touch until I'm 70 and a half. Pretty you can't good. touch and, uh, it. You're just required to touch it when you're 70 and right, a half. Right, right. What do you live on now to provide for your life? Do you have a pension of some kind? Yes, I have an annuity that comes in monthly. Okay, so that's retirement. actually a pension from when you uh, work for the Navy? Yes, so what percent of your living costs does that cover? It covers 100%, really. Okay. That's what I've been living off. So you're good. So yes. what I'm going to suggest is that are there loved ones that, that you hope someday to inherit from you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've got a couple of ways you can play this. It sounds like you may not ever need this money, ever. Yes, I agree. So if you're never going to need the money, you can withdraw from the Roth at your age, tax and penalty free. Right. And you could actually give up to $15,000 of it to someone who would inherit that from you someday if they could really use the money better now than later. I mean, that's one flexible thing you have. Mm -hmm. And so if you had kids and you wanted to give them some money, you could give them each $15,000 each year so you could withdraw i don't know how many how many people are there that you might want to well i have three uh grown kids already and they're they're on their own and they're doing pretty well they don't need it no they don't really need it now not yet all right so what you could do do you have um grandkids who you think might yes head off to college someday oh yeah hopefully yes so then an alternative is you could pull the money out and put it into what are known as 529 plans mm-hmm. for your grandkids where it would defray would grow tax-free for kids college and then be spent tax-free on college okay uh, you okay, could that's... do that or you could just leave the money in a Roth but since you likely aren't going to need the money right uh, I would like for you instead of having it as much as I love Navy Federal I would like for you to have the money invested that's what I like to do because I'm putting in about a thousand a month. You're so, still working. No, no. I mean that this is my uh, additional fund that I that I. Um, you can't put I, more. I, I, you can't put more in the Roth if you're not working. You can only contribute to a Roth when you have earned income. Well, I, I usually transfer from my money market into my Roth. You yeah, know, you can't do that. <laughs> the IRS what? will will make you pull that money out. Oh. <laughs> Okay. So unless you want to go get a part-time job so you can contribute to the Roth, you got to stop (laughs) doing that. No, I don't want to do that anymore. Then you do need to reverse your contributions. So now we've gotten into something pretty technical here. So a question I have for you, Jesse, do you have 
Someone who helps you with your tax prep? Yes, I do. All right, I need for you to call the person who helps you with tax preparation. Mm-hmm. Tell them you've made what are known as excess contributions to a Roth. Okay. And talk through with them how you're going to unwind that. All and, right. Uh, it, it's probably something that will involve very minor paperwork, but you need to undo that. All right. And then, uh, then that opens up a whole new conversation, what best to do with the money. That'll have to be for another time. But the first thing is you got to undo that Roth that you've got for any contributions you've made since after you finished working. Dave is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Dave. Hey, Clark. How are you doing? Great. Thank you. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm uh, really thankful that you're uh, able to take my call and, and help me with this, these questions that I have. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the conversation. I'm ready. All right. Great. Well, I've uh, started to look into doing some additional uh, opportunities to earn income outside of my main job. And one of them involves, funny enough, dog walking. And if you think about think about it, um, there's, there is an application out there which is similar to the lift of dog walking, matching walkers with dogs that need to be walked. Yeah, uh, yeah and I'm familiar to, with that. Are you familiar with that? Okay, yeah. great. So it, 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 it gets a lot of uh, good reviews as far as that application goes. And in the process of setting that up, it, there was a, a payment system. And the payment system that it uses is something I've never heard of uh, previously. And of course, whenever you're going to set something like this up, you have to go and put in all of your information uh, that are required for tax purposes. And I just didn't feel comfortable doing it. And they're paying point. you, I assume they're paying you 1099. That yeah. uh, Yes. Okay. So there are several of these now that are tied in with the gig economy. Uh, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to jump out on a ledge. Name who it is that they use at this dog walking service. It's called Payable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Payable is a mainstream. Uh, re- I mean, that's legit. And you do have okay, to give cool. them things like you register almost like you would with, with a regular employer. You know, you got to give your social and do you have to give a copy of your driver's license or anything like that? That's a good question. I didn't complete that part of the set. I kind of stopped at that point. Now, it's, it's um, using as, any of these services. The, Go ahead. As far as with the main uh, application, they do a very thorough um, verification of you, uh, like really detailed. And uh, I know I had to provide information like that to the main application to be able to walk the dog. Uh, so you get a safe dog walker. Um, but but I don't remember, uh, you know, with payable, that was needed or not. Yeah, I don't I don't know what information specifically they'll give. I know social. It was social security. Yeah. I was like, hold up. I'm going to call Clark. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead with the process. It is legit. It's kind of like using a payroll service, except it's for non-employees. And it it's how everybody keeps track of things. And it's perfectly above board, and I would feel comfortable giving the information there, and I hope people love you as a dog walker. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. 
Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Angie's with us on the Clark Howard Show. And Angie, you want to talk about a fitness app we've talked about before on the show. Is that right? Yes, I do. What is it? Well, am I allowed to say the name sure. of it? Sure. Okay, well, it's the Sweatcoin app. Yeah, I and love I that. Have you tried it yet? I have not because I didn't want to download it um, and have it in uh, in my phone watching my every move until I cleared it with you. <laughs> so so I'm like the the seal of approval for downloading this app? Well, I was just a little suspicious since it'll be running on my phone and I the reviews seemed they were all favorable, but I'm wondering. Well, I don't that know that they're all favorable, but but uh, well, they, Sweatcoin is really a great thing because it encourages you to get out there and exercise and be fit. And they they actually something that has been shown often to work. They actually pay you different ways to meet your goals. I love it. Because any way I can encourage people to exercise, I'm all about Angie, and there's no scam to this. Okay, well, that's good news. Then we'll give it a try. And it's good for Androids and iPhones. Okay. And and, uh, let me know how you're doing after a few months. I don't care so much. Well, a question for you. What's that? Since you've used the app. Do you have to keep your phone on your person, like on your body every, for every move? Or how does it track your moves if you don't have, say, a smartwatch? Yeah, or, so you, uh, you other... have to have your device with you in order to track you. And so, Okay, so it's okay to take it out with you on a walk or a oh, run. Yeah, yeah. But say, uh, you know, I work in an office, so if I get up and walk up and down the hallway, that's, et cetera. That's the bummer of it. You me. really have to be outside <laughs> To get the okay. credit, so okay. I have not. Right. I, I have not actually used it myself because I'm an obsessive exerciser anyway. I don't <laughs> need the app to beat me over the head. Right. But I really okay. love it as a way to motivate people, and it does seem to be completely legit. I remember when I first talked about it when it came out. I was like, "It looks like this would be a great thing." Now I don't think there's any problems with it. It stood the test of time to be the real deal. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.